There's something really curious about this broadcast. T-minus 10, 9, 8, 7, and we have main engine start. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and liftoff. This is TGP nominal. Extra. All systems remain nominal. 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 Hello everybody and welcome to TGP Nominal Extra, your monthly look at all things science fact and science fiction. It's the beginning of the month which means it's going to be one of our sky guides and it's July so we've gone past the point of no return i.e. the summer solstice so it means gradually the nights are going to be drawing in and uh, if we're going to have a sky guide we need to have our resident astronomer on the show so if I turn up this fader should be Ross Hockham from UK Astronomy. How are you doing sir? Hello again, Mark. Very well yourself? Yeah, doing fine, doing fine. Got some nice weather at the moment, really nice and sunny. It is. Good skies for us. Yeah, you have over the last few days. It's been pretty spectacular out there for it, for a change. It's either been completely bright, lovely skies or thunderstorms. I love both, so <laughs> it doesn't bother me either way. I did predict that. The middle of the month when it was my birthday, there is definitely going to be a thunderstorm. And uh, I think I might have confused the gods because... <laughs> I'm usually in Aylesbury and actually on my birthday there was a thunderstorm in Aylesbury and it actually arrived here the day after so yeah. it was trying to find me I think. <laughs> so it's like he's here, oh no he's moved, right next year they'll do it your way and you'll probably be down in Aylesbury. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, rest of calling you four, <laughs> god of thunder. So, what have you been up to recently? Uh, recently, not a lot really, like astronomy-wise. Generally, it's been uh, really nice sunny weather, so I have been looking at the sun a bit, and there's been a lot of chat in uh, the Facebook group about looking at the sun. There was one thing that came up on the Facebook group, because obviously you know you're not meant to look at the sun, unless you have specialist gear, otherwise you hurt your eyes a lot, so don't do that. And there was someone in there who actually had a filter, and they were using it, but I think they used it wrong because somehow they managed to sort of magnify it and actually burnt a hole through it. Yes, I saw that. That was nasty. Yeah, luckily, no one was hurt and nothing happened, but it does just show you have to be really careful and know what you're doing. The actual manufacturers did ask to join the Facebook group and went in and uh, explained it and said that they do think it was user error. So, you know, it's no one's fault. These things happen. We do make mistakes, but just be really careful if you're going to look at the sun. And if, if in doubt, give us a message or give the actual manufacturers a message and chat to them. I've got a specialist telescope that looks at it and I've got the proper gear so we've been looking a bit there's been some been a few little flares and prominences and a few sunspots but it's still pretty boring at the moment really the sun usually like you have a maximum and a minimum and at the moment I think they said we're going into the minimum but I can't actually remember what it is whatever's going on with it there's no sunspots they haven't been for about two or three years from what I've seen you get bits and bobs but that's about it so <laughs> and we've just been allowed out again haven't we yeah we've been let, let off the leash a little bit everybody went mad and went to the sea was it Bournemouth <laughs> I'm not doing that I'm quite happy in my garden still at the moment looking up there's plenty for me to see in the sky so I haven't actually been out anywhere yet but I've been out looking at the planets which we'll talk about this month the planets are all up and they're going to be at their best this month so yeah lots coming up hopefully and uh, oh, got to mention the van, the astronomy van, because it's officially nearly done. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a, a long time coming because of the lockdown, obviously. But our mobile observatory has now most of the work's been done on it. It's now gone to the guy who's going to now wrap it. So we've designed the wrap. We're just trying to find a few, uh, which you're helping with, aren't you? Gave us a few high res pictures of Mars and things and some links for us yeah. to get on to get on the side, which is our logo. And then once it's wrapped, we literally 
just been accepted by the uh, Charities Commission. So we are now officially a big proper charity, not just one of the little ones. <laughs> not a, you know, there's nothing wrong with being the little ones. I quite like being a little charity, and I still am. But because of the van, it's pushed us up to being a big charity. So we had to do all the paperwork necessary for that, and we actually are now. We're going to get our proper registered number with the Charities Commission. We're just waiting about three or five days, I think. So by the time this goes out, we should have that, and that's got to go on the van. So we're now just waiting for that to then wrap it. They're going to do a couple of little more bits on it, and then it's done. So hopefully just in time for the lockdown to end and we can start going out and teaching again and I don't have more to talk about. Yeah, excellent. Fingers crossed. So we're going to take a short break and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about July. Space, the final frontier. Final because it wants to kill us. Sometimes we forget that. Start taking it all for granted. The suits, the ships, the little bubbles of safety as they protect us from the void. But the void is always waiting. On canvas with paint in the artist's school, it is red that is hot and blue that is cool. But in science we show, as the heat gets higher, a star will glow red like the coals of a fire. Raise the heat some more, and what is in sight? Behold, the star glows bright white. But the hottest of all, I say unto you, is neither red nor white when a star has turned blue. This is TGP Nominal. Welcome back to TGP Nominal Extra. So, Ross, July. Fantastic month for planets. All the planets are coming up. Well, I'll say all of them. All the big ones. The big boys are coming back. So they're actually coming into the night sky now. They've been around all in the morning. They're slowly venturing into the night. So it's a perfect time to see them. So you've got like Jupiter, Saturn, and Mars, and Venus all up. All great to see. So starting the month highlights, there is a full moon rising. That's at the beginning of the month. As we know, it uh, looks a lot bigger as it rises from the horizon because of an illusion created by our eyes. Some say it's the atmosphere as well has a bit to play, making the full moon look bigger and bolder as it rises from a horizon. Later on in the evening, so this is kind of like the beginning of the month, probably around about, you know, up to the 10th. The moon's up at the beginning, slowly moving each night, as we know, later and later. It's going to be followed by Jupiter and Saturn. So to the southeast at about 10.30 p.m. in this month, they're going to be rising. A few hours later, you then got the red Mars rising at about 12.50 a.m. So it's all through the night, because as we know, this time of year, we don't really get really dark skies. So the planets are a lot easier for us to see than other things like galaxies. And that. I mean, we only get about an hour true darkness this time of year. So really, the sun's still kind of keeping it bright out there. You can actually see it moving just like the blue of the sky, darker, moving around. So it looks like there's no true darkness, but the planets are there. So we're lucky because if the planets are up at another time, we wouldn't be able to see much apart from maybe some stars and bits. So yeah, so you've got Jupiter, Saturn rising about 10.30. Mars then comes up about 12.50, all which can be seen by the naked eye. So you don't need any equipment for that. You can just go out and see them. You'll notice the different colors and that Jupiter's brighter than Saturn, which will be to its left. And then you've got the red Mars further to the left there. There is 
a lot of uh, International Space Station passes, but we'll be putting them in the Facebook group that you can go and find out. There is lots of other, if you just Google satellite trackers or ISS trackers, there's loads of apps and things out there now that helps you know when it's coming up and when it's going. And from what I can see, it seems to be going up and either under the planets or up and over the planets. So around that sort of area, you never know, you might see the space station flying over as well. Uranus is up. Shouldn't really say that, but it is. It can be found in the morning sky to the left of Mars. It can't be seen with a naked eye. So if you do have a pair of binoculars or a scope, have a look there. Again, it'd be to the left of Mars. You'll need an app probably to show you around about where it is. But you can see the planet and it's quite good there. It might be harder because obviously the sun's rising. Be careful not to look at it as always. But there's a few planets to see. Now Saturn's rings and Jupiter's four main moons will easily be seen with binoculars and a steady hand. So you don't need a telescope, pop out. Use binoculars, your eyes, whatever you've got. Just go out and enjoy the skies, really. Venus is coming up as well. It's now around about 20% lit at the beginning of the month and rises about 3 a.m. So it's going to brighten over the month and become like a morning beacon before the sun. Just remember again, never look at the sun. And we just spoke about what can happen if you don't use the gear correctly. There is a higher pass of the ISS, 3 in the morning at the beginning of the month. Again, that's going to be flying up and over the planets, dipping down by sort of Venus and uh, below the horizon. But it makes for a great start to the month, so just pop out each night. You don't know all the planets are going to be up. You might see the ISS flying over. Now, again, astronomers don't often talk about clouds. In fact, we hate them because, as we know, they always get in the way of a nice clear night, and if we buy gear, it means that we've called in the cloud gods as well. That's why all the thunder has been happening, because everyone's been buying telescopes, from what I can see. But it is a noctilucent cloud season still. We spoke about it last month. And a noctilucent cloud, a sort of burnt up meteor ice crystals that hang in the upper atmosphere. They've been seen and photographed in the last sort of month by our members in the Facebook group. And there's been some pretty cool ones actually. They've been quite prominent. You can actually see them really well. It's about an hour before sunrise or an hour after sunset. You might spot these wispy white blue clouds being lit up from the below sun. It's quite cool to see. And the pictures are fantastic from what people have been showing us. And now as, uh, as Mark said, we've gone past the summer solstice. And on the 4th of July, our planet actually reaches its furthest distance from the sun, which may seem crazy as the weather's been mental out there. <laughs> it's been really hot, but it's more to do with the tilt of the earth tilting towards the sun as opposed to its distance. So the sun will actually be at its smallest apparent size in our sky, or they call it the apparent diameter when we look at it safely. Uh, so not in the winter, which you would think. You'd think it'd be further away in the winter and close in the summer. It's actually the opposite for some reason, but our tilt is what creates the seasons. So never look at the sun, but it's up there and uh, yeah, the darker skies are coming. Yes, can't wait till October. So the fifth, there is a uh, penumbral eclipse, but won't worry too much about it. You're not really gonna see much. Just to let you know that there was a slight shadow of Earth onto the moon. It's gonna be setting as it's happening. So we're probably not really gonna miss much, but you never know. On the 6th, the moon now is going to sit under the planet Jupiter in the sky. So it's going to make a really cool sort of celestial triangle with it and Saturn. So it's a really awesome sight to see with a cuppa stand out there. Uh, each morning you're going to see the moon is actually going to start moving to the left in the sky, slowly approaching Mars. So you'll see all the planets of a nice moon kind of sat in a triangle. Quite cool, worth getting up for, I think. On the 8th, you've got Venus again now reaches 25% phase. So you can see how quickly the phase is, is going to almost full or getting there to only half full, how quickly it moves around. It's gonna get higher in the sky again, and it's gonna pass through the star cluster known as the uh, Bull's Head, the Hades, which is a really nice V-shaped cluster of red stars in the constellation of Taurus the Bull, with the star uh, Aldebaran being the bull's eye and the brightest. 
So Venus is going to slowly go through this sort of cluster of stars, which will look quite nice in the morning. On the 9th, Jupiter is quickly approaching opposition this month, meaning it will appear brighter and bigger in the sky. So it's a great time to observe the king of the planets. So this morning on the 9th at 1.15am, one of its moons, Io, and its shadow will actually pass in front of the planet. Now, because it's nearly opposition, the shadow and the moon are actually going to be pretty close to each other when they pass. So you're going to get a really good view of the moon with a shadow slightly to its left, I believe, going across and in front of the planet. So, you know, a pair of binoculars, you might pick it out. Definitely worth going out and having a look for. There isn't a couple more coming up, so don't panic if you don't see it. The next day on the 10th, if you missed it, as I said, this morning at 1.30, it's a turn of Jupiter's moon Europa and its shadow to pass. Again, they're going to be almost centrally on the planet and very close together. So it's really, I'm going to go out and try and have a look myself because I've not seen it that close before, so that'd be quite cool. On the 11th this morning, Venus is now very close to the actual bullseye star, the Aldebaran, or Aldebaran as they like to call it. So it's making the ball look to almost have like two eyes looking down at us from the skies. It'd be a pretty cool sight to see and make a great picture because you have the bright star and then a crescent Venus together. So you might be able to make out the crescent with some binoculars. I don't know yet, I'm going to have a go with some binoculars this month and see what I can see. So that's quite cool. Now, as we know, because Mercury and Venus are in between us, the Earth, and the Sun, we get to see them have phases, just like our Moon as they orbit, which helped a famous astronomer called Galileo actually prove that we, in fact, orbit the Sun, not that it orbits us. So go out there and have a look and actually see the rotation of us orbiting, going around. Uh, if you're looking at Jupiter again this night, you may think that it's gained an extra moon if you're looking for a telescope, but alas, it's only a star. There happens to be a star sitting quite close to the planet, so it might look as if it's got five main moons instead of just four. See if you can pick out which one's the star and which ones are actually the moons. On the 12th, our moon now sits below left, kind of, the planet Mars. It's around about 59% lit. So you've kind of got a nice almost half moon. It's a good sight to see right next to the planet. You're going to have a big red blob of Mars there. That's It's called the God of War because our ancestors saw it in the sky and thought it was made of blood. Alas, luckily, it's just iron that's in the dust of Mars that's rusted. But it's still cool to see a nice big red Mars and then the moon. It's quite wicked. I'm going to have to have a look at that as well. Lots for me to do this month. Uh, this is one for asteroid hunters. So you're going to need a modest scope for this. So probably a larger one. Two palace reaches opposition. So it means tonight it's going to be slightly brighter than it normally is, and it gives you a good chance at finding it. Now it is in the constellation Fulpecula, which is the fox. Probably said completely differently, but I quite like that. So the fox constellation, it's literally a line. So if you follow the line straight down and carry on, the asteroid is around there, but you may need to do a bit of star hopping and searching to find it, because it's not really near anything that we can say, oh yeah, just to the right of this or just to the left of that. It's literally in a load of stars and a gap. So good luck if you find that, it'd be quite cool. And while you're there, have a look at the Dumbbell Nebula. It sits just between Vopecula and Sagitta, and it's pretty much the death of a star. So you've got the Ring Nebula, which I speak about quite a lot by Vega, the big blue star in Lyra. You're looking straight on at that, so it's a Ring Nebula. This one you're almost looking side on, so you're actually seeing it coming out both sides and it makes like a dumbbell shape from the star in the middle where all its gas is kind of being expelled into space. So it's quite a cool thing to see. I quite like it. It gives you another view of the death of a star.
on its infinite mission to explore space, science, and technology news. To explore the world of sci-fi, comic-con, and gaming. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. The 14th, you've got Jupiter. Again, it now reaches opposition. That night, 14th is probably the best time to look at the planet as it will appear larger and brighter in the skies. You should enjoy seeing its gas lines, which is a great red spot pops around once in a while, which is a massive Earth-sized storm. Its four main moons that I spoke about will be orbiting around it. You might have some shadows on it, you never know. So yeah, pop out of a scope or some binoculars and have a look, because now this month is the best time to actually look at Jupiter. Moving on to the 17th. This morning's moon is now close to the bright Venus. So the moon has moved over to Venus and the star Aldebaran. So all three of them are now close together, making a nice little photo. It's about 3 a.m., kind of east to northeast, but quite low in the sky. So you will need a good horizon to be able to see them. On the 19th, the slim moon is now just above the elusive planet Mercury. So you can see how the moon has moved from Jupiter across to Mars and into Venus and into Mercury. It's around 4.15 a.m. It is going to be a real challenge for you to try because it is very low and the sun, as we know, will be rising, so be very careful. You might just be able to see the slim moon and find where Mercury is next to it. An app will help, like Stellarium, something like that. Always helps you to find where things are. Now on the 20th, tonight is now the ringed planet's turn to reach opposition. So we've had Jupiter at its best, now we've got Saturn at its best and there's nothing like seeing Saturn especially now because it will, its ring system will be lit up as it reflects all the sun back at us all that dust ice and blobs of you know snowballs and stuff flying around it and its big ring it will look really stunning so if you can get out this month and have a look at it please do especially towards the end of it because it'll be fantastic to see on to the 25th by now you should hopefully know where all the planets are and have gone out and seen them and seen bits and bobs and how to tell them apart what they look like so if you pop back to jupiter around about 10:55 p.m another moon is going to be passing across the planet so you've got three or four chances to see the shadow and the moons so 10:55, the moon goes across it and then at 1:40, the shadow then follows it so the shadow on this one's slightly later but it's still quite cool to see and then on the 30th last but not least you have a minor meteor shower and it peaks at the end of this fun-filled month. It's called the Delta Aquarids. I think there's two. I think there's a southern one and maybe a northern one. So it's the southern one from what I can see. It's going to peak in the constellation of Aquarius, because that's what it's called, Aquarid, with around 18 per hour. So there's not a lot, but there's more than the other ones. The other ones recently were sort of three or five. This is 18, so you've got a better chance to see them. As we know, meteor showers are unpredictable and you never know what you might see up in the sky when you're looking out. The shower originated from the breakup of what are now the Marsden and Cracked Sun Grazing Comets. So it's two comets that kind of like went by the sun and have all broken up now. So we're going through the debris field of these broken up comets, which I think is quite cool. I didn't realise that, which is why I think you have a northern and a southern one, possibly. I've not really looked this one up before, so this is new for me. So this is cool. I'm learning. Yeah, so what you're going to see is when you see the shooting star burning up in the sky, you're actually seeing a piece of this comet that maybe broke up burning through our atmosphere. So I think that's a really nice way to end the month and hopefully we'll have lots of clear skies and maybe a few more thunderstorms for fun. <laughs> but the weather will stay with us. Excellent. Yeah, lots to see, hopefully. Yeah. So I always ask. Yep. Anything planned? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a full diary, but... I don't think much of it's going to be going ahead, but it looks from what I can see. I've been asked by Buckingham Council 
they do a fringe week where they do a week of like outside events and do things but because they can't do events they've asked me just to write a guide for what's going on and funnily enough I've already written one (laughs) as we know so yeah these notes that I've written here are going to be passed on to Buckingham and probably throw some pictures in as well but I think they're doing like a month of stargazing because they've seen that a lot of the community have suddenly started looking up as opposed to at their phones and stuff so fingers crossed that'll be doing it and I'm also doing something with uh, Aylesbury as well August I think that'll be but it will be on this show we usually do stars in the park don't we yeah. where we go to Aylesbury and Mark joins us and he does his podcasting with everyone there and we show them all the sun and then later on we go back in the evening and show them all, you know, planets and stuff. We've been quite lucky every year. It's been clear, generally. The crowds are thousands, isn't it? Thousands of thousands of people go there. It's a whole stage. Over the two days, I think it's something like 16,000 people turn up to that. So Yeah, yeah, just yeah, it's two days worth. We're only there on the one day usually. But yeah, thousands of people, they all come and, you know, we show them the sun safely, talk about it. This is going to be the point where we were going to actually do the big show for the van. We were going to all do, you know, photos. Mark was going to come and talk to us about it and have it on his podcast. And, you know, because he's been a big part in it as well, helping us. So it was going to be like, yes, here it is. Bang, let's show it out here. We're going to get all the reps from Persimmon Homes who helped us and everyone else that's, you know, donated to come along and actually see what they've helped to do. Alas, a little virus has come along and ruined most of that. But... What I've been asked to do now by uh, Ruth, who runs the council down there, really nice lady. She's asked me to do sort of like a, a guide for the month again, which I've already got here, so that'll be sent there. But she also wants me to do, instead of going out and doing it, she wants me to do like a live Zoom thing or Facebook Live and actually broadcast that to people so they can actually sit at home or sit out in their gardens and look up and learn about the skies and things. So we haven't actually got that sorted of what we're doing yet. If I can't go to you, we'll do it online. There's always a way. So we're going to try and figure out what we're going to do there. Whether uh, If the moon's up, I might be able to do a Facebook Live and actually talk about the moon. But yeah, we'll wait and see. So there are things happening. We are still out there helping people. And fingers crossed, we have actually, you know, we might start venturing out and doing things again, hopefully, gingerly. <laughs> so even though you can't get out there, it's going to be fantastic. Fingers crossed, hopefully. As long as I don't bore people with my voice. <laughs> <laughs> see if you can get Will involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get Will in, yeah. See if I can get uh, Janelle as well. Yeah, Janelle would be great. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, she's doing a, um, for her school, she's doing an actual astronomy session over the summer, like an astronomy course. So she's asked us to give her a hand and if we could be online and stuff to answer questions and things. So that's quite a cool thing. I like that. So she's very proactive. That's great. Yeah, something for the kids to do. I mean, everything the kids have been doing has just been online. So hopefully this one might be a bit more exciting for them and they might actually get out in their gardens and actually do some practical stuff themselves. I don't know what she's got planned, but it sounds fun. I'm looking forward to it. Also, honorary crew member Gareth Jones was part of a, a stargazing thing in Wales where it was supposed to go out on S4C uh, about two weeks ago now. And unfortunately, somebody in the area tested positive for COVID, so the whole production got closed down. Oh, no. It is going to go ahead, but they're not 100% sure when it's going to be. Hopefully, it'll be when the nights draw in a bit more. It's going to be a bit of a, like a Welsh version of Stargazing Live. I'm hoping they're going to have subtitles because it will be in Welsh. <laughs> but that doesn't stop you from enjoying the skies and what they're showing you. Nah, it's all part of the fun. That's the thing. You can always just mute it and just sit out and enjoy it. Yeah. But, but hopefully, yeah, subtitles should be good. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. And I'm going to get in touch with Gareth and find out when it's actually going to be rescheduled to come back on the TV. And hopefully I can get him on the show and talk about it before it actually happens. Yeah, that'd be good. Lots to look forward to. 
Spanhead Productions are a small independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound, and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too. Visit us now, spamheadproductions.weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. So, Ross, thanks for coming back on the show again. Thank you for having me as always, and hopefully, you know, we can actually go out and look up. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good to get out and, and do things again. I am missing doing the events and stuff because as, as you know it's all part of the podcast so it's it's now being inventive to try and come up with ideas for content for the show but there's plenty going on in the space community so we've always got content to talk about well that about wraps it up for this episode of tgp nominal if you want to get in touch with us then send an email to garbagepod at virginmedia.com where your input is our output or click the social media icons at the top left of the page over at tgpnominal.weebly.com if you would like to subscribe to any of our podcasts you can do so via itunes the rss feed and also stitcher and TuneIn on demand radio and you can listen to me going solo, bringing you the latest in movies and home theater for regular people in the Widescreen podcast over at widescreen.org. Don't forget to rate and review us. If you like what we're doing here, then why not buy us a pint by clicking on the donate button on any of the podcast pages. And don't forget to spread the word about us. <laughs> This is Houston ACR. Thank you. That concludes the event. 